Hey everyone, welcome to Probably Science. Look at this, I'm Matt Kirshen. I'm Andy Wood. We're back in the same place. We made it, we both survived. We are in the same city and indeed room. 2020. We just, to fill you in, Tiffany, let's just jump straight in and introduce our guest, yes. someone I've known for yonks. Yeah. Like, well, I like wait, 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 I like wait, wait, yonks wait. as a, a time term. I, I would say, actually, maybe even two to three yonks. Two to three yonks. This is the it's best Tip way to Stevenson. Of, I'm sorry, no, what are you going to say? Your name. <laughs> That's okay. Say it against the listeners. It's Tiffany Stevenson. Okay. <laughs> as if they aren't looking at their pod, their uh, phones right now. Um, I am so glad we're kicking off the decade with another Britishism I've never heard of. What? Yonk? Yeah. Yonks. Yeah. Holly is also in attendance off yes. mic and she's nodding her head. You've heard yonks? In Britain. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell me what a yonk is. It's, an, it's a long time. It's, it's an arbitrary <laughs> amount of lengthy time amount of time. Pass. Yonks is, yeah, yeah. It has to be long. You, could, you couldn't see someone yesterday go, oh, it's been yonks since I've seen you. The more I say yonks, the weirder it sounds. Yeah. Now it's or I'll, or I'll, I keep I'll, thinking yonkers. And it always has to be in the past as well. It can't be like, I'll hurry up and be, I'll be ready in a yonk. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't make, no, it would never yes. be used that way. Yeah, I can't and start using it though, can I? That's you can, but, only but it kind of sounds similar to yank, yonk, yank, yank, yank. I haven't heard the word yank for ages. Like but a posh then, yank. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's to pe- American people like that term. I can't imagine. I don't think, but I think it's like a failed attempt at a slur. Like I don't think anyone's yeah. taking enough offense at. If it was intended as a slur, I think Americans didn't realize it was. So maybe right. it doesn't. Like when you're trying to tease somebody, if they don't react, then you stop teasing them, sort of. So maybe. Um, I heard fine. someone use it in a derogatory way the other day, and I was like, "Oh, God, people still use that." I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yonks, but I've, Matt okay. was one of the Etymo- first people I met in comedy. I think so, yeah. Like one of the first. So I've known him as long as I've been doing stand up. So it's all his fault. Which is Yonks. Yeah. It's Which been is yonks. yonks. At least, hold on. Is it 14 Yonks? I'd say so. <laughs> You're just saying years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. She just doesn't know how to use the word. She thinks it just means years. 28 Yonks. Maybe it's half a year. Yeah, I, I don't his know. Sta- uh, his stand up Yonk anniversary is coming up, I think, isn't it? <laughs> so we should have a Yonk festival. <laughs> yonk I would. So according according to the internet, which is never wrong, uh, unknown etymology first seen in print around 1960 one theory is that it comes from and this might also be something that you have never heard Andy or mm-hmm. maybe Holly uh, one theory is it comes from donkey's years donkey's like a honking donkey Meaning which like, is which means the same thing. Oh, I haven't seen you in donkey's years. Is that because their lives are shorter than ours so it's like dog years? That is cockney rhyming slang for years. Donkey's, donkey's ears. ears. Oh, ears. Okay. which then became donkey's ears because God okay, damn, okay. it's convoluted. I knew that. Right. I knew it's that. Like, I did did know donkey. Yeah, donkey's ears. Years. That's I, I ain't seen you for donkeys, mate. That's because the other thing right. you should know about Tiffany, as well as being a fine comedian, is she is very closely related to a number of fruit sellers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know all the men saying plums. Get your lovely plums. <laughs> Plums. See, I don't know if that happens in the US, but plums in the UK is a u- euphemism for the old testicle for the testicle. Sure. And sometimes it feels personal when you walk past a fruit stall and someone shouts, "Plums! <laughs> get some plums! Get your hands on these plums!" Um, but yes, so all Cockney rhyming slang, I can I can definitely help with. I, I love only know, the, I love I know the it's Gary. Gary, yeah, isn't that one? Because it's like I don't know. Even. Really. You don't, do well, I just Harry? say it? I yeah, thought that was like put the it, most famous Put it in one. a sentence. Well, should I like, reverse how it originated or not? No, put no. it in a sentence. Okay. I'll tell you if I know well, it. Well, I think it re- depends whether the thing you're referring to is... Uh, 
I put it in a sentence like in the accent and with a dance. Yeah. Well, see now, now I'm forgetting if they're using it to mean a body part or a place. I, like I, I've got to go to the Gary. Maybe it's actually like uh, I got kicked in the. Oh, Gary. as in glitter. Glitter. Yeah. Glitter. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like see, Brit- Britney's I, of the modern ones. Britney came about for beers. Britney Spears. See, beers. I've only ever really heard Gary meaning shitter in terms of like somewhere you might want to fuck someone. Right. Okay. Sorry to any children listening. <laughs> Up the Gary. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. But then that has weird connotations now on account of right. his later criminal activities. It's grateful the people. Let's just scrub Gary. the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, this shout out! Can... Shout out to anyone named Gary, <laughs> who is forever associated with a shitter. I can. Um, <laughs> I can only apologise, listeners. What a horrible way to start the first. <laughs> it's fine. The said... first probably science of twenty twenty. I if wanted to say out... the etymology of words is fascinating to me. It is because I like to know if that, is that Germanic. Is it Old English? Is it like your racist grandmother? Like you did to where? What are the etymology of words? Where do they come from? How do they like? Yeah, so Yonks like... Yonks probably is comes from Don- donkey's years, but might also another theory is that it is an. This what this doesn't make sense. This is from Wiktionary, the dictionary version of Wikipedia, I guess. I think they're associated anyway. But uh, another theory is that it is an acronym for years, months, weeks. But that's not... That would be W-M... I've, what, like the, K, the K-S from... What? Like months, the, the Y from years and then the... O N from the middle of months, and then the K S from the end of weeks. Uh, I don't buy it. No, I, that feels like a backronym. Yeah. That feels like it's a backronym. Rever- a reverse feels like it's acronym. reverse engineered. Yeah, <laughs> a reverse acronym. I've never heard of a backronym before, but that's I'm a into real thing. It. Yeah, I th- but I think like most of NASA's projects are kind of backronyms. Yeah, and then there's like uh, like uh, all all was it all day I dream about sports, sex, but okay, all yeah. sex. If you're at, if you're at school for but, Adidas, but. That, but actually, it comes She's from the Dossler, uh, yeah. who's the guy who created the company. Oh, what? so it's like they right. reverse engineered what it stands for. Oh, right, right. His brother created Puma. Fun fact. I didn't what, know that. What's that? What's yeah. the? And his brother is called that? Paul Uma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're the Dossler brothers, but Adidas and Puma started. By Piss yeah. up my ass. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very good. I mean, you thought company. it was gross. You're listening to one of the premium <laughs> science podcasts. This is probably science. <laughs> Listeners, behind a paywall, this should be behind a we paywall. We are a far too far. I, yeah. I know it'd take a while to get to science, but I can only apologize for quite how scatological the beginning of this episode I, has been. I and gonna, I take the vast majority of the blame for that. No, it's fine. I was going to put, put it to the listeners to decide who, because I did two episodes, you did two episodes, and now like we should put it to the listeners to decide once and for all who is the better host. And the other has to leave the <laughs> podcast. But now that we're doing this, I feel like we've <laughs> bottomed um, out. Yes. We have, we have, we have. Not in a, just not in a Gary way. Like, like, in <laughs> Christ, Listen, sorry. it might Tiff- have been, it might have been scatological, but like Beethoven loved a good fart gag, right? You can still be highbrow and lowbrow at the same time. I strongly believe that. At what point could he stop hearing them? <laughs> <laughs> and that he started smelling them instead. Yes. It's, uh, Wait, was he the deaf one or was it Mozart? I was no, Beethoven was, was, was the deaf one. Okay. Uh, Beethoven was both deaf and a large dog. <laughs> Actually, maybe it was Mozart who loved a, a scatological reference. Yeah, now I'm thinking of the Tom Hulse movie. Um, I bet they all did. 
Yeah. What else did you have to entertain yourself back then? Exactly. It's fireplace. That's about it, really. Yeah. <laughs> and you know fire. what you can do with a fireplace. Fart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tiffany. Okay. Yes. Tiff Stevenson. We like to ask our guests this before we get into the deep into the science stories. What, if anything, is your background in science? Oh yeah, I have a very long storied history with um, with science. Uh, my first kind of experience was when I was fourteen. My my parents bought me one of those chemistry sets. Uh-huh. You know, um, they just had one experiment in it that involved pissing on the end of a stick no so oh I'm sorry that's a (laughs) oh my god I just like treated a joke like it was a that's a strange chemistry it's been a long day guys um <laughs> uh, I like that I sold that well, so effectively that you didn't yeah, realize it was a gag. Sometimes things can be too. It's, a, it's an old joke of mine that I had that I haven't said for years. And when you asked me, I was like, "What is my answer?" Oh, actually, I've got a joke. Um, was I supposed to be genuine? I'm so sorry. No, no, no that was great. Um, I'm, no, I, this is on me. I feel worse than Matt does now. I wish, <laughs> I wish I'd been making scatological jokes instead of not understanding a joke. Um, so yeah, so um, apart from like kind of you know bringing it up in my stand-up and then like kind of you know I kind of I like to follow the the kind of social science stories I like people like Jen Gunter you know uh-huh. Dr. Jen Gunter who go on and friend of the show has she a year ago today I believe it was actually wasn't it January 26th last year it would have been it was Sketchfest yeah. last year yeah crazy so I enjoy watching her like kind of take Gwyneth Paltrow to task and stuff I mean again like Gwyneth Paltrow who about two weeks ago said we need to change the women's conversations we need to change the culture around them which is from the same woman who suggested that you should put a jade egg up your vagina and steam it and that definitely will change the culture (laughs) it will change it to candida quite quickly um so yeah so i enjoy like looking at kind of like exciting you know science stories and how the main thing i'm interested in obviously is like anti-aging uh technology where that's gonna go so um i've got an interest in it but my background if anyone was hoping for, you know, I joke about Heisenberg's uncertainty principle in my stand-up and the Doppler effect and all of that kind of stuff, but I don't have a, uh, a scientific background. But you're versed enough to know those two things. And that's, yeah. Puts you ahead I'm, of 90% of comics. I'm interested in space travel, guys. Well, we've got a ton of... I think we can probably do a space travel story. Yeah. We have so many stories built up because we haven't done any story-based episodes in a good couple of weeks. That's correct. Uh, do you want to do... What are you, what's jumping out? Like, I, I, well, we, we, we could, uh, we have so many Australian listeners. I feel like we maybe should address the bushfires or. We probably too, should. I guess that's too, what, too much of a downer to start on. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's very much happening. We've done a series of global warming episodes as yeah. well. And just the fact that they have a prime minister who once brought a lump of coal into parliament. <laughs> I forgot what the reason for that was. I think it was to go like, I like coal, look at this, fuck you people <laughs> who don't believe in climate change. It was, or yeah, who it believe was, in climate change. It was the fu- mining commissions, I think. Yeah. It was the, there's a band of like people campaigning to keep the, because that's a huge part of the industry in Australia, in the outback. They're still like mining fossil fuels and. Which, you know. Yeah. And same goes for a fair amount of industrial America. You know, there's some of the northeastern states and so on and the southern and like yeah there's there's coal mines knocking around and people knocking around just kicking it yeah just <laughs> hanging about they've been there for yonks yeah coal mines. <laughs> absolute yonks. i mean literally yonks yeah, at least at least yonks. it needs to be quite a number of yonks for yeah. it to become coal does coal take otherwise you're yonks? just putting a shovel into a dinosaur skull yeah. <laughs> so I, 
Yeah, so 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 we want to talk about the. Well, I was going to say a listener named Christopher Cooper sent in a story about one of the side effects of the bushfires, which is that Australia is about to experience a quote bonanza of deadly spiders. Experts warn. Whoever puts the word bonanza <laughs> in front of deadly and spider, but bearing in mind, I'm sat in this room with uh, my uh, now fiance. Thank you. Uh, yes, yeah. I did it. Uh, who who spent a year. At, I don't know if it's fair to say your gap year because I don't think you went on to education after it. So it was just... The, the You're in the gap. The gap is a yonk long at this point. The yonk long uh, in Sydney and personally um, had to take out two huntsman spiders. Um, are those the really deadly ones? I don't know. What they're those. not they're deadly, deadly. They're, they're massive. just massive and terrifying. Oh, okay, yeah. They are genuinely like huge. They're like the size of a dinner plate. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, one dropped on him in a phone booth and he hit it with a... I think you hit, Did you hit it with a... Both of the spiders that I killed, I killed with uh, phone books. Wow. You wouldn't be able to do that now. Yeah, how do you... No one, I you mean... You just have to, like, kind of scroll through till you find the phone book app and then <laughs> see what happens. I hope, the, I hope the spider hangs out for an hour while your printer just, like, kicks yeah. out everything also, in your contacts. Also, what do modern strongmen rip in half? Yeah. Yeah. An iPhone, I guess. It's <laughs> a really strong strongman. Yeah. Oh my god, technology is ruined being able to kill huntsman spiders. Yeah. I'm sure there'd be someone listening to this going, You shouldn't kill them. They're poor. If one's landing on your face, it's going to get taken out. Well, actually, funny you should mention not killing them, but that's part of this story. So, uh, during a devastating and unprecedented bushfire season, Australians in Sydney and the surrounding Central Coast were practically begging for rain. A bonanza of deadly spiders was not exactly part of that request, and yet experts at the Australian Reptile Park strongly suspect that's what's coming. We're issuing a message of warning to the public as recent wet weather conditions followed by hot days have created perfect conditions for funnel web spiders to thrive. <sighs> Oof. Reads a video post on the park's Facebook page. It sounds terrifying, although as the video's title, funnel web season is here, suggests it's not an entirely new experience for Sydney siders. <laughs> funnel web season. There's a funnel web in the dunny, mate. That's where they hide out, isn't it? Funnel webs are often hiding in toilets. Like, uh, okay, Paul is shaking his head as official Australia correspondents. Uh, for this, but is that not true? What are you gonna What are you gonna wear for funnel web season? <laughs> What's your, uh... I was thinking black because a lot of spiders wear black. Yeah, um, very. Um, I, you know, I might I might just break with tradition for funnel. We- I might go as Black Widow. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's the little speck of red on, the, on your belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or just wait till I'm on my period. Um, <laughs> Paul, what's what? Where do funnel web spiders hang out then? Um, so funnel webs are they they live in burrows. Oh. So they live in holes in in the ground in people's gardens. Okay. So uh. the ones that are in bathrooms are are black widows that you're thinking. So uh-huh. which so, are which are of course because women hang out in bathrooms. Sure. That's our natural habitat. So Australia <laughs> is home to at least forty species of funnel web spider. One of these is considered the most lethal spider to humans anywhere in the world, the incredibly venomous Atrax robustus, which is native to eastern Australia and is known more, more colloquially as the Sydney funnel web spider. Every year when the weather gets wet and humid, these invertebrates leave their burrows in droves, either forced by flooding or the enticement of a mate. Male species spiders of this species have a venom six times more potent than females. And experts say they are the ones to watch out for, although the male spiders have said not all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag not all spiders. (laughs) Uh, Oh, wow. Do you know that sometimes uh, 
male spiders trick female spiders when they have sex they try and uh, mate with them by dropping a like a, a gift so they'll gift wrapped something they've caught and drop it at the females uh, in front of the female so that hopefully she'll mate with them and sometimes some of them tricksy little fucks they just wrap up a like they just put web around web nothing around web. so yeah so it's an empty it's ah. like playing past the parcel and when you rip that layer off there's nothing there like not even a sweetie or something is this where we discover that americans don't play past the parcel oh right I've do you look confused parcel, oh. No. oh really oh, hang on holly my fiance also in the room right now no, no. all right no. Whoa, what okay okay so double no from the americans double no from the americans okay pass the parcel is a game you play at kids parties where there is a toy so you all sit in a circle and you do it time to music which means the game is flawed and someone can always make sure that you never win anything. And as it go, you pass the parcel round, and when the music stops, you have to unwrap a layer of it. So it's a, a, a prize or a toy that's wrapped in about twenty to thirty layers of wrapping, depending on how so, much. So yeah, every time it stops, you rip off one layer of the wrapping paper. Although normally there's like a mini toy in between each layer, like a lollipop. Why is it, or it's something. flawed because the music isn't stopped at random times? It's just the end well, of the just, yeah, no, it's normally like. You, a parent going. It's the birthday kid's mum who's in charge of the cassette player. Oh, okay, okay. All right, yeah, yeah. And it was cassette players when yeah. we did it. So they get to stop where it is. And if you've got someone who's fair, then it means that most kids will... But sometimes it just ends up stopping on the same kid over and over. And also, you, if you're if you're any good at it, if you're a skilled pass-the-parcel yeah. player, as I was, <laughs> you get very good at, like, very quickly grabbing from the person who's passing it to right, you and, and, and then very to slowly <laughs> transferring from one hand to the other. <laughs> So as to maximise your possible, yeah, your yeah. potential window of music stopping. And yeah, you're it's hoping a real that the adult skill. doesn't see that you're valley gagging <laughs> and penalise you for obviously, yeah, trying to rig the thing. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm 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 pleased to know that you d- you did that because everyone does a bit of a, and then you get shouted at if you hold on to it too. Like, pass it, pass it, and it gets really aggressive. <laughs> He's and holding then, it. He's holding <laughs> it. Like, Ten like under under like under eights are just like sobbing in someone's living room. <laughs> You have musical so you always, chairs. We have musical chairs. It's right. the same thing. You sort of dilly dally too long at one yeah. of the chairs because you're down to like two, and then you rot and like you yeah. ram into the person in front of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, it's very easy to break that. So sounds like bad news. Apparently, for the unsuspecting Australian picking up a pile of clothes or putting on a shoe, it might very well be. But as long as everyone stays safe and aware, the Australian reptile park is actually excited by this mass movement of spiders and the opportunities it might bring. Bring. Since the park's anti-venom program began in the 80s, there's not been a single human death from a funnel web spider. And that's not because people aren't getting bit anymore. That was just their, their Just Say No program. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every year, in fact, approximately 30 to 40 bites are reported, but the park's supply of funnel web venom, the only such stockpile in the world, is used to create an anti-venom that has saved hundreds of lives. To produce the anti-venom, researchers first milk the male spiders. <laughs> then, Do they trap them in a room and shut the door? Oh, no. yeah. okay. <laughs> and then inject the results onto a rabbit. Uh, sorry, into a rabbit. So they, oh, they basically inject the venom into a rabbit. Yeah, well, Using this antibody, the mammal later produces a serum can be developed to ward off a similar attack in humans. The, so they kill the, a rabbit. Does the so rabbit we survive can... and have an antibody? I doubt. Uh, yeah, yes, okay, yeah. yes. Then it Rabbits lives on a happy farm. Happy farm with a lot of places. <laughs> and the rabbit has a great, great life. And it's very happy to be a scientist helping to make... <laughs> help. It's a very happy lab assistant helping the big scientists to do their work. Um, that's why the prospect of a spider bonanza is exciting... If you're feeling up to it, the park asks any brave and prepared adults to try and catch the funnel web they've stumbled across. Fuck off, Spider Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just 
accidentally belched when you. A when park you, official when you explains. Said that, I'm so upset. Explains in the Facebook video. We'll link to in the show notes. You've got that. Uh, how to easily trap these creatures in a jar easily, apparently using a spoon or similar implement, keeping at, le- at least twenty centimeters away throughout. Once the spider is in the jar, it can't crawl up the slippery walls. So pop a wet cotton bud in it for t- to drink and take it to a drop zone in Sydney. Just a drop by- zone. Yeah, what? <laughs> that sounds like they're going to be flung out of a plane. <laughs> Just by donating a spider. <laughs> go, go, go. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was... Oh. Um, just by donating a spider to the reptile park, the video notes, you are contributing to saving people's lives. Mm, no. Of course, anyone who gets bitten during this final web season should go straight to the hospital so they can receive the anti-venom we are so lucky to have. What if they're so far in the outback that they're no... Like, you know what Australia's like. You could be like four or five hours away from, like, yeah. civilization. Um, this is this is, this is is a wild take. Is this the Australian Wildlife Commission? Yes. Do you want to see a video, uh, the video that they're talking about? I was just looking at the I same. I was doing it without the sound because... Oh, the guy who's talking about it is cute to be fair so Ooh, these are also listen pretty to big more. these guys are there's one next to a shoe that's a sizable yeah they're not nothing no oh right yeah so yeah there, there's one in your laundry Ooh. no no I think I think we... let's see let's see if we can find out how to get to the but bit where it shows you how to catch it if they've already made the anti-venom it. and they know how to make the anti-venom why do they need more do you need more venom to make anti-venom I don't that's a very good question well like but, so the Can they not synthesize bitten. it? <gasps> is that a science word? Is that a real that thing? Like it is a science word. <laughs> synthesize some anti-venom. Also, I thought it was like anti-venin. What is the difference between those two words? I do not know. Have you heard that word before? I have not. You haven't heard venin as opposed to venom? Here they are milking it. Oh, no. We don't need to see that. Where's the bit where it tells you how to catch them? Yeah, well, <laughs> a spoon and a jar, right? Keep 20 centimeters away. So you'll need a couple of tools. I mean, when you're catching a spider, you'll have a smooth surface object like a glass jar or plastic cup container. Also, you might have a stainless steel spoon or a plastic ruler, and you're going to use both of these items. You'll simply place the spider inside of the jar, put the lid back on that came with the jar. Tighten the lid, of course, and then if you can before that, so the spider doesn't dry out, put a cotton bud inside with a little bit of water or some damp soil. That'll ensure the spider stays hydrated and doesn't dry out before it reaches us here at the Reptile Park. Now, if you can't get the spider to us here at the Reptile Park, it's okay. We have drop-off centres in Newcastle, the Central Coast. I wonder how gross I mean, those By the way, I, I just are. watched the video, and we'll link to that as well in the notes, but no example that was not it. 20 centimetres away. Like, that's 20 centimetres is 8 inches the spoon is not eight inches long and the cup that he was pushing it into is not eight inches deep. Really? No, and it was trying to bite him the entire time he was doing it. <laughs> like, it literally had was its... it do- Yeah, it had its front two legs up in a, like, kind of attack position. There you go, look. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's way closer. Oh, yeah. God, these things are huge. Um, 
Oh my god! I like I that. Like every spider. good kind of charity video, oh. he says, "If you can donate just one spider, <laughs> yeah. If you can donate just one spider, all we ask is risk your life once. Also, only ma- how? How do you tell which one? I can ones tell are if it's male or say? female. Well, that's easy. You just look for a dick. But sure. Yeah. It's- sure. Sure. So you <laughs> but wait you've to got see to stay at least twenty centimeters. <laughs> away. Yeah. You wait to see if it cracks onto you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. See how much it spreads in the jar. <laughs> spider dick. Spider dick. Sorry, that's just what I By the way, while we are talking about dropping animals, dropping and stuff, um, t- at least two people, I know Paul, Peter Muir did, and uh, on Facebook, Bill Mulligan, uh, two people. Po- this is this is Australia in a nutshell. This, by the way, consistently happened to us when we were touring Australia around this time last year. Even when we said we're in on the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Australians will not stop insisting that drop bears are a thing. Drop Have you encountered bears. this? No. Is it a bear that faints? No. The idea of a drop bear, and it's basically, they then show you a picture of what is just a koala, uh, <laughs> and they will say that if you're anywhere in the outback, a drop bear will drop out of a tree and land on your what, face, throat, sure. anything. And give you chlamydia, because they all carry it, right? Well, that as well. But, that's not, but they're still trying to make it seem like it's a different animal that will bite you, I guess. It will, it'll hurt you. Like a vicious, it's like a saber-toothed koala. Okay, a drop bear. But this is, so, more than one person sent in the story where a Scottish TV reporter was tricked into wearing full protective gear. Like, that's uh, armor and a face mask. Ski mask, and it looks like she's doing uh, rollerball. Scotland! Scotland! Sorry, I'm doing that for my my fiancé, who always sees people like this and goes, why are they our representatives? (laughs) Why is the person that fell for for this prank our representative? Here she is, Tiff. While Aww. holding a koala, but once again, while rep- <laughs> can you show that to Paul, please? Paul can see it on that side. Here, I'll show oh, it to Holly God. on the other side. Oh God! <laughs> but once again, just like she's going paintballing. Just to be clear, <laughs> this is while reporting on devastating bushfires. If nothing else sums up the Australians, that you've got the international press reporting <laughs> on these fires that have devastated communities and houses and there's been fatalities oh and people just burnt and they're like we still as bad and serious as this is and as much as we need to get the message out for international aid we want to make we, this scottish woman we do still need to prank the foreigners <laughs> <laughs> it is still a moral imperative on all australians that any foreigner visiting the country will it <laughs> will wear a ski mask will look like she's and, going paintball it that's right. crazy but also those little koalas that like run up to people on bikes for water because they're so desperate and thirsty <laughs> she doesn't see any of that what does she think he's gonna do <laughs> well, i mean she looks scared she's been told this is a drop bear this is a different this species is a... that this is a ferocious yeah what does it say in the story does it say is it she in the video is she calling it a drop bear in the video the guy who's explaining oh. it to her is saying this is a deadly drop bear we need you to wear all these things <laughs> yeah it's just this countrywide prank they do i mean right. i shouldn't be saying Australia? it in the podcast because i'm ruining anybody who goes over but there. you're is not it, though because everyone even the people who know it's a prank because yeah. we three podcasts in a row we opened by talking about how you will not stop insisting on this bullshit thing mm-hmm. and they would still then go after the show yeah but you know they are pretty dangerous <laughs> <If that's laughs> just, they will not. 
Is this Australia trying to get everyone back for saying that the country is a hoax? <laughs> Maybe this is their, you know, that that's a well-known no, like the conspiracy theory. Exist, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, a it's part of the theory. flat Earth conspiracy. Yeah, no, the, that you get on a plane and you get off somewhere in uh, somewhere in in North America, uh, where they've got trained actors uh, <laughs> talking with Australian accents. It's a, it's a genuine conspiracy theory. I kind of like that is, even more than flat Earth. Actually, uh, that's a pretty great. Oh, if you're going to come up with one, why yeah. not just make a whole continent Australia not exist? <laughs> but it is, I mean, the Drop Bear one is also remarkable because it is, as you just pointed out, an entire country conspiring on uh-huh. a practical uh-huh. joke. Yeah, I can't uh, think I of, saw... there's no analogous American thing at all. We don't I... have anything that unifies us like that. No, I can't think of anything that, like, whenever anyone visits America, everyone just, <laughs> oh, you can't eat pancakes. Right. <laughs> well, it makes, it's, um... It's really, really sad. I don't want to be the downer person, but I saw a video of a koala the other day and it was being given like a bowl of water and it did. I've never seen an animal look dejected. And this koala bear's head is like, like it's like my life is like I've been destroyed. Like everything it knew, obviously it lost like, I don't know if it's a pack, if it's a pack of koalas, what the collective term is. A cuddle. It should be a cuddle of koalas. An STD of koalas. Like, but this, this, this. Also not bears. I think they also get, yeah. Common misconception. Um, um, But yes. Drop or otherwise. the, the, The head down kind of like and it took a moment to realize that someone was just sort of drunk from the bowl but it looked like it lost the will to live it was uh, like I've, I, you know animals normally have a high survival instinct right so sure. you, would, you know and it, this looked dejected and so and that little bear that, that a little bit but they say koala bear right why do they say koala bear? i don't bear? know i think people do but i think it is wrong well, okay yeah was it a marsupial no, yeah. It, yeah yeah so it's not anything it's not in the ursa group is that right the equivalent yeah. level of taxonomy? major or minor ursa, right yeah <laughs> yeah i saw i saw a tech a twitter video of like six or seven koalas in someone's car i didn't hear it with sound on presumably he was driving them away from a fire or something yeah or just on a road trip (laughs) (laughs) oh you don't want to get them drunk um Um, you don't want them on the hard seltzer no while we are talking about disasters should we there's a a cool story from a much much older disaster oh yeah this is crazy this is i i know justin broad and paul muxworthy both sent this in maybe some other people uh vesuvius they have just get a what what (laughs) mount in mount vesuvius they discovered that extreme heat turned at least one man's brain to glass the heat crazy so, right? the mount vesuvius eruption in italy which uh was a volcano that went off in 1790 ad in pompeii killing thousands destroying roman settlements it's near modern day naples and the heat was so immense it turned one victim's brain into glass suggests a study the town of herculaneum was buried by volcanic matter entombing some of its residents it was Pompeii, wasn't it? I just said Pompeii. I believe Pretty that. Sure, Pompeii was involved. I'm not making that up. Am yes, I? no. Yeah, Herculaneum was uh, nearby Pompeii. I think there were okay. both cities that so were. I'm pretty sure I visited Pompeii once and saw, yeah. saw the, some of the, the ruins. Um, I believe if you can crystallize a spine, which you can, can you with alcohol? That's what happened to Richard Burton. Wait, what? Really? Yes. Is what? That, okay, is look that, that up. Is that gout? Um, I don't know if it's gout. I, I, I imagine it's probably uric acid, but it, yeah, it was from heavy boozing. Yeah. He had to have an operation because he'd crystallized. Ugh. Yeah. Is it coming up, Matt? Uh, Richard Burton crystal spine. I mean, maybe Burton was a- operated on for sciatica and arthritis. Oh, here we go. 
Let me see. This is an article in the Telegraph entitled "The Erotic Vagrancy of Richard Burton." <laughs> wow! Imagine, imagine coming out of a headline that like that today. <laughs> I'm going to be an erotic what? vagrant. It does sound <laughs> kind of fun. Uh, his spinal column was coated with crystallized alcohol. Crystallized alcohol. His kidneys were shot. His liver cirrhotic. There were ulcers, and he couldn't remember his lines when he was operated on for sciatica and arthritis. Right. He died aged 58. Oh, I didn't know I that. I thought he went longer than that. Yeah. This is the one who married Elizabeth Taylor? Yeah. Did Elizabeth Taylor drink as hard as him? I, I don't know. Because they had a... I, I just found out the other day from a friend who met her as she was drinking a... Uh, what was it called? A bullet? Bourbon? Bullet. But yeah, it was like a, a, a Bloody Mary with a shot of beef bullion in it. Oh, buckshot! It's called a. Is it called a buckshot? So just a very savory Bloody Mary. Yeah, but with beef. A what? A bull shot. Bull shot. So I imagine that she. I think Elizabeth Taylor drank quite a lot as well. Bull shot. It was. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe not. Not enough to crystallize her spine, but that's pretty wild, right? This is. This is wild, but this is. That that is the spine being coated with a crystalline form of the thing he didn't buy. Whereas this is actually. The, the cells themselves Turning being turned into, into glass, effectively. Right. Um, they call me Mr. Glass. There's no Blondie song about brain of glass. It's not as <laughs> yeah. cool of a... So, a team of researchers have been studying the remains of one victim in Herculaneum, unearthed at the town in the 60s. This study, published in the New England Journal of Medicine, said the fragments of a glassy black material were extracted from the victim's skull. Researchers behind the study believe the black material is the vitrified remains of the man's brains. Vitrification is the process by which material is burned at a high heat and cooled rapidly, turning it into glass or glaze. Vitrify. Yeah. You vitrify me. The, uh, <laughs> the pres- preservation of an ancient brain remains is extremely rare find, says Dr. Pierre Paoli Petroni, a forensic anthropologist at the University of Naples. Uh, Federico II. Is that the university name? The whole thing? The University of Naples, Federico II. It's like... I didn't know that anything... I thought it was just like sand. Like, now I'm going to display my ignorance here. No, I don't know. I didn't know that any kind of matter could just be heated enough to turn to glass. I didn't know that either. But, well, sand is silicon and carbon and silicon are in the same group in the periodic table. So they probably have relatively similar behaviors. So maybe... Good chemistry know-how there. Thank you. You had me at this, periodic table. This is where it turns out that I'm wrong. When listeners please write me, write in and correct me. I, I would love to know though, because it's yeah. Uh, yeah, I assumed you needed sand for some reason. Is, what's that? How can alcohol turn into crystals if alcohol can't freeze? Good question. From mm, well, I mean, fr- uh, freezing and crystallization aren't related, really. But how could it be how solid? Could it be solid? Well, yeah, what is what a, what is it a crystal of? Because it wouldn't just be uh, ethanol crystals. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, That's alcohol can freeze, by the way, but it freezes at a much lower temperature right. than water. But like, what would it actually mean to have crystal? I'm trying to think of other things that are liquid at room temperature, but can. It's not just that alcohol is a solution where something is dissolved. Now I'm just thinking of like, uh, you know, elementary school science when you make rock candy by just having you know sugar water yeah yeah um i don't know how alcohol crystals could form 
Are you looking that up now? I'm, I'm trying to look it up, okay. yeah. Because also, I, I didn't... Now, I don't know if this is real or just a plot of a rom-com, but that's <laughs> how I get a lot of my science knowledge. Because it was in Sweet Home, Alabama, <laughs> that if lightning hits a beach, you get these kind of glass formations in the sand. Yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. So that's a real thing. So you can have a piece of beach glass that is formed from lightning. Okay. Okay, so I'm looking up... Well, there's there's an article on powdered alcohol, which you can now buy and people are selling, but that uses some kind of encapsulation technique where the alcohol is trapped inside, like, little uh, uh, gelatin or some other protein. And it's also super deadly, right? So you can I believe. It? Yeah, you could... People, like, or snort or, like, sprinkle into drinks or yeah. have alcohol in us. You know, just because it's... It just, alcohol's too sometimes tricky to consume sometimes. some alcohol in your drink. Yeah. <laughs> dab a bit yeah. I'm just going to dab a cocktail are you yeah still, are I you just I remember very much yeah. the word crystallize being part of yeah. the thing that I read and going ooh because that's quite a vivid image but maybe yeah. that was a um, a more descriptive word rather than a but didn't you just read the same thing in a Richard Burton article Matt are you are you currently researching yeah, Richard yeah. Burton again or not or should we move on to the uh we're working out how you can crystallize alcohol. Alcohol crystal. Well, that's, someone, that's what I'm trying to work out. Will okay. someone email be, you with that answer? Someone. Will, someone so it could will. be. I think yeah. it's a version of gout. Is actually what they had. So it's a urine crystals that they actually okay. he had all up and down his spine rather than alcohol. I think you're right, Harley. Which can be induced by alcoholic consumption. Yeah, I think isn't that one of the causes of gout? Yeah, my dad had gout. We used to call him Uric Ron. He really appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I think I drew a picture of my dad and then wrote Uric Ron underneath it and stuck it in the kitchen for about three years. Uh, yeah, so he, <laughs> here we go. Um, someone else, yeah, this is someone, this is completely unsubstantiated, but someone is saying it's physically impossible to make uh, alcohol uh, crystals. As for the claim that crystallized alcohol was found on Burton's spinal column during an operation, that's absurd. Alcohol does not crystallize either on bones or anything else. Doubtless Burton himself told the tale and the author did not bother to check it out, <laughs> is what someone's saying. But again, this is just completely, this is just... Get a load of my crystallized spine, would you? <laughs> is that what he sounded like? I don't know Richard Burton. I mean, Why he's Welsh. Winter? Is that him? Oh, he's Welsh. Okay. What's he most known for besides being married to Liz Taylor? Well, he was an actor in his own right. Like, yeah. what, what were his biggest roles? Like, what's, what are the things... Can you name a Richard Burton movie right now? Um, Cleopatra. He was... Who's oh, afraid? okay. That was a who's. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? I haven't seen it. I know the name. I'm my 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 like Hollywood. Uh, Golden it was a play as well. Knowledge is not. Mm-hmm. Is it Edward Albee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've definitely heard yeah. of it. I just haven't seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zoo Story. That's also Edward Albee. I mean, this is just my IMDb brain clicking in now. <laughs> Me and Holly have got the same IMDb brain. Um, all right, he got Golden Globe for My Cousin Rachel. He was nominated for an Oscar for The Robe and Look Back in Anger. Oh, no, he was just he was nominated for BAFTA and Golden Globe for that. Uh, he won Tony for Camelot, and uh, uh, he was in The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, uh, The Taming of the Shrew, He's- Anne of the Thousand Days, Equus... Night. Sort of one of those actors that was part of not like a rat pack, but almost like a British version of uh, around the time of Sinatra and yeah, it was that whole like Peter O'Toole and yeah, 
Oliver um, Reed, Ollie yeah. Reed, all heavy drink, hard drinking kind of actors of the time. Yeah. Is Montgomery Clift in that group? Uh, not in the rap pack, I don't think. It was, who was the TV host who used to host a Peter? Rat Pack was like... I don't know who... Rat Pack was Sinatra, uh, Dean Martin... Oh, you're talking about the actual Rat oh, Pack. Peter Lawford, Lawford, Joey Bishop, Joe Bishop yeah. So in the UK one, I think it was Reed, O'Toole, Richard Burton. But they were connected, because obviously Elizabeth Taylor is sort of the glue between all of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, Elizabeth Taylor then married Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, so there's all that kind of weird, um, incestuous kind of Elizabeth Hollywood and Debbie British... Reynolds. Huh? Elizabeth Taylor married Debbie Reynolds. No, she, she, Elizabeth Taylor and Debbie Reynolds was sort of like enemies because um, Eddie Fisher cheated on Debbie Reynolds with Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, okay. I think she, ma- I think Elizabeth Taylor married Richard Burton twice. That sounds right. Yeah, so. I think you're right. I think I assumed that Clift was part of that because he had a car accident that I thought was drinking related, but I guess he fell asleep. Right. Um, just a normal falling asleep. <laughs> just, a, just a classic falling asleep. Just a normal sober falling asleep. Uh, the victim, believed to be a man in his mid-twenties, which is tragically young. Uh, which story are we on right now? The crystallized brain. The crystallized brain. Oh, no. He was found oh, no, no, lying on a wooden brain. bed. Okay. Uh, for, he was found lying on a wooden bed buried by volcanic ash at Herculane, Herculaneum. He was probably killed instantly by the eruption, said Dr. Petroni. Analysis of charred wood found near the body showed a maximum temperature of 520 degrees C was reached. Is this Damn. the same st- recent study where they found that someone was masturbating at Pompeii? Because <laughs> there was definitely a story recently. Okay, pause. I don't pause. know, but I feel like that would have found its way to this show. Yeah. I saw that as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. no, I remember. Okay, he was in yes. a masturbatory pose, but possibly not masturbating. He was either like protecting... His package from oncoming. He could have just been. He could have just been like yelling no at his penis. Yeah. <laughs> as the, Why now? As the lava. <laughs> it <goes. laughs> We were warned about this. This is not the procedure. Yeah. How much oh, time did they? Oh have my god, Alexander! Time? Why'd you get turned on at the weirdest times? <laughs> I don't know. I've decided he's called Alexander. Is that an Italian enough name? To give your penis? I don't know. <laughs> are all penises Italian? I think, yeah, in nature, I think okay, they are. Yeah. <laughs> or just the great. Sure. <laughs> Did they, I don't even know the history of, of Pompeii or Vesuvius. Did they think that people had like a few minutes to like see the pyroclastic flow coming or not is that what they call it a pyroclastic flow i'm gonna start calling my period that like it's yeah oh my god i've got such a pyroclastic (laughs) flow this month yeah i don't think it was like rivers of lava it was uh this superheated gaseous uh, and rocks yeah i don't think they had much well i mean given the heat here so this suggests that extreme radiant heat was able to ignite body fat and vaporize soft tissues before a rapid drop in temperature. I'm telling you, sell that in LA, women will start going. <laughs> it, has the word, it has the word radiate. In, yes. Was it radiate or radiant? Yeah. And then glassy material. Yeah, and also I've never like... I've glassier. Eradicate, eradicate, like eradicate fat. Vaporize soft yeah, tissues. Vaporize. Do some of those sound bowls while you're doing this thing. Yeah. People <laughs> yeah. cupping maybe can be involved. In the yeah. crystallized spine shop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Paltrow's crystallized spine shop. Yeah. 
Talk to Gwyneth. Has it, have any of you watched the new Gwyneth the, Paltrow? The new the Netflix, Netflix, Netflix the goop thing? show. I couldn't get past the poster for it where she looks like she's in a vag. She's just too <laughs> on the nose right, for me. Yeah. Um, so is she selling the candle as kind of like she's poking fun at herself for being ridiculous now with the vagina? I don't candle? know. I, I just I, that was one of those ones where I saw high. a thousand jokes about it before I even saw the story, and then yeah. I refused to click on it out of principle. Uh, the detection of glassy material from the victim's head of proteins expressed in the human ba- brain and of fatty acids found in human hair indicates the thermally induced preservation of vitrified human brain tissue, says the study. The glassy material was not found in other locations at the archaeological site. During the eruption of Vesuvius, Herculaneum was buried by pyroclastic flows, fast-moving currents of rock fragments, ash, and hot gases. There you go, Andy. Yay. The volcanic matter carbonized and preserved parts of the town, including the skeletons of residents who were unable to flee. But able to masturbate. <laughs> but able to masturbate. <laughs> Archaeologists have been investigating the remains of Herculaneum and Pompeii, thank you, the other famous Roman settlement destroyed by Vesuvius for centuries. <laughs> by the way, linked in the sidebar from this BBC article, uh, there's been another tragedy that has uh, from Australia that has been underreported, if you ask me, and that is that apparently <laughs> oh, no. a woman has died in Australia while taking part in a lamington eating contest. I've never heard oh. the word lamington before. Lamingtons are great cakes that they do in Australia, but how can you die? What heartburn, heart attack? That's uh, apparently a seizure during the event. Is she allergic to coconut? Yeah, maybe. Like, because let me think what's in Lamingtons. It's like a sponge cake with raspberry, coconut on top. Am I missing anything? It doesn't specifically mention raspberry, but it's like a chocolate, it's a chocolate uh, sponge cake or a chocolate covered sponge cake with coconut on the outside. Could that be anaphylactic? No, I think she just had a seizure. Is, so, is, coconut, sound, is coconut a nut that you can get a nut allergy from? Uh, not? It's not. It's a, not a coconut legume. is not a nut, but you can. I mean, you can have an allergy to anything, but I don't think it's one of the traditional ones. And I don't think a coconut is a. I believe you have you a nut allergy, right? So this I have is, a nut intolerance, yes. which is different. <laughs> I have a nut intolerance. That's, that, that's just learned, right? That's just from bad experience. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. My, yeah, mine is like a nut, as in testicle. Yeah, like I have like a nut. Yeah. <laughs> Intolerance. I just, I just don't think they should marry. <laughs> I just, don't let them teach children. Them. Yeah. I just don't want them rubbed. Yeah. I just don't want them in my face. I don't. Why would them existing? This sounds behind closed doors. If they, if they want to just How whatever you- a desiccated coconut and another nut wants to do. Um, so this is a woman that's died during a lamington, it, not from a lamington. It does sound very much. Like, the story is, a woman died of a seizure in her 60s while near a lamington eating contest. <laughs> no, it says she'd crammed, witnesses said the woman had crammed one of the cakes into her mouth when she appeared to get into difficulties. So cramming, okay. as Choking? a verb for eating, Choking? is not the best I think in general, when you look up, like, how should I eat, as you guys have probably done when you Google correct ways to eat, like, cram is usually not one of the verbs of choice. When studying eating technologies. Shovel, cram. Cram into your maw. Fisting. (laughs) Elbows. Yeah, so I wonder if she... I almost choked to death on on angel food cake this way when I was little. Because my parents were upstairs. Everyone was going to bed and I'd snuck downstairs to quickly eat a slice of angel food cake. What is angel food cake? It's just really spongy. It's really like... Okay, I think spongy I in that it also like comes back. To, it's like memory cake. It's like memory <laughs> foam cake 
So I tried to wad it up really small and then just like eat it quickly so that I could get back upstairs and not get caught in having eaten this slice of, of angel food cake. So I didn't like just wadded it up into a ball and like took a few chews and then tried to swallow this entire golf ball sized thing and it just completely blocked my airway. Like no air was coming through at all and I tried to quickly give myself the Heimlich on the back of the chair. You can self Heimlich apparently. I, could, I couldn't do it. I Is ran, that what they call I it ran now? <laughs> my dad Shit, I it's erupting. <laughs> yeah. No! No! <laughs> Not now Vesuvius. <laughs> There was a volcano upstairs also. Uh, but I ran upstairs, got my dad. He ran back downstairs with me and gave me the Heimlich. So I've, I've, why did I've he not, the... why did, could he not do it upstairs? Like, I don't want to <laughs> That's a good point. Why didn't he just, yeah, over the sink. He's like, let's not make a mess of this. Yeah. Let's not have you choking in the bedroom right now. <laughs> really I good. saved that for my wife. Um, <laughs> am I really upset? I'm right sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it was bad Heimlich technique. Yeah, I would say also if listeners are looking for Heimlich technique uh, tips, just as soon as you find the person, do it wherever you are. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's fine. Let's get it. Let's get him into our, our yeah. open field. Because yeah. people will do it on the side of a table, or a, uh, you, you, you would try it on the back I of a chair. Tr- I, I remember vividly. Do you need bo- enough force? Reaching down my throat with my fingers, trying to pull it out, and then doing the chair thing, and, and this whole time getting zero air. Right. So like wow. you've got very limited time. How old are you like, at this point? Nine, maybe. Okay. I, I mean, know. you were like on it at nine or ten. I wouldn't have. No, I'm not on it. I just can't breathe. If but I, mean, I probably, coming, I probably like, would have but, just died because I don't think I knew about the Heimlich maneuver. When well, I, I knew to run upstairs and try to get someone to help me. Right, and, yeah. right. But, and communicate successfully with a blocked yeah windpipe yeah. to somehow go communicate that you need some kind of Heimlich yeah, procedure. I wonder how much total time I was not breathing. Yeah, that was. Uh, it, it turned out fine, but uh, yeah, spoiler minute, alert, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or did it? I don't know. But had it been, or is this a podcast with a ghost? <laughs> eight year long ghost story. Eight that only yeah, we get off. the M Night Shyamalan. How did you pronounce his last name? Shyamalan. Shyamalan. So yes, she she crammed. One of the cakes into her mouth, and she appeared to get into difficulties. Footage has emerged showing other patrons of the pub cheering on the eaters who have glasses of water next to them before the accident. The Beach House Hotel in Hervey Bay posted a message on Facebook expressing condolences to the family and friends of the woman who has not been named. But they did they also announce the winner in that same... <laughs> it was a Pyrrhic victory for that person. Like, if he comes home and his, and his wife wasn't at the eating contest, she's like, how did today go? I was like, uh, <laughs> good news and bad news. <laughs> Oh my god! I did win. Yeah. I mean, lamingtons are delicious. Just like to put that out there. I'm a big fan. Tim Tams as well. I'm into a lot of the Australian confectionery. I will say, American and Australia, America and Australia don't do chocolate as well as in Europe because the temperatures are too. Presumably because of the temperature and the preservatives that need to go in. I've never, I've never met a chocolate bar in Australia or the United States that could quite match up to what I get. I'm going to get shit for this. Well, I've, I've heard I've heard people say it's because of like dairy, because of cow. I have no idea what the reason because would of be. cow. But I mean, Australians will Australians the... will go to the mat of like Tim Tams versus penguins, right? What are penguins? I'm not. I don't need to fight. Penguins for a penguin. are basically the same, like very similar to a Tim Tam, but different chocolates. Oh, okay. I would, I would, I would go. I'd probably go Tim Tam over a penguin. Interesting. I, I'm not. A, I don't need to fight for. I don't need to fight for a penguin. I just want to dunk it in my tea and for it to 
you know. I'm looking up Tim Tam versus Penguin to see what the internet says. Peacock of a penguin. I seem to remember being the. The filling of a penguin is a little firmer. Tim Tams have a lighter, more open textured biscuit than penguins. That's interesting. I just did the slogan from that and realized that they just, the slogan for penguins was basically just going, stutter. This is. I have never, heard of, I've never heard of a penguin. That was the, that was how they did it. Yep. That it's been young since I've had a penguin. Yeah. Shall we l- l- look up at a cuttlefish? Well. Oh, yes. Ooh. The cuttlefish story. We definitely uh, Multiple people sent in this one as well. I know Paul Muxworthy did. I'm trying to find who else did. Are you going with the Huffington Post version? or? Oh, oh let's do the site. Oh, hang on. Who, there we go. Andy, Andy Schenkel. And he sent it in. Thanks, Andy. Maybe someone else as well. Mike uh, Murring. Murring? I hope I pronounced that correctly. On Facebook as well. There we go. Bunch of people. You pick a version of the story, Andy. Oh, no, so, um, I'll, I'll leave it to science, your free. Sciencemag.org. Oh, and this is, I'm sorry, this is like a full-on research paper. No, let's just do the Huffington Post one. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, new study shows cuttlefish can watch movies in 3D and even wear the glasses. <laughs> well, the glasses part shouldn't be a story. You can make anything wear glasses. It doesn't mean it's... Um, Watching. So, but yeah. Um, wearing special glasses held in place by glue and Velcro, cuttlefish test subjects showed they have depth perception like humans. Apparently humans have something in common with the lowly cuttlefish, the ability to watch and react to 3D movies. That's the not at all fishy finding, ugh, by scientists. All right, we're doing the CNN version. Okay, okay, great. Cuttlefish have the ability to watch 3D (laughs) movies and react to them much like they would if they saw the real thing out in the ocean, says the CNN story that doesn't have any marine puns. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and when it comes to depth perception, they're incredibly proficient. These are the findings from a study published Wednesday in the journal Science Advances. Trevor Wardle, an assistant professor of ecology, evolution, there's a, there's yes. a video of it, yeah. and behavior at the University of Minnesota and lead author of the paper, said his team superglued Velcro to the skin of the cuttlefish. Then they fastened 3D glasses, one with red and blue filtered lenses, onto the Velcro on the skin. Can I just say, seeing this video, that cuttlefish looks cool. It, it does. It <laughs> just looks like a cuttlefish is wearing shades. Well, they also did a later one where they also put a Velcro cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and then Velcro motorbike underneath. I wonder if they're going to show a cuttlefish, a movie of where it will eventually end up in a cage next to a budgerigar. Yes. That would be quite sad, wouldn't it? For, for, for said cuttlefish. Um why? So, Why has this happened? So <laughs> we don't ask that too often on this show. It's uh, for science. Why? Because there's a fucking cuttlefish yeah. with 3D glasses, Tiff. <laughs> what more do you need? So on a screen at the front of the cuttlefish tank, the researchers played video of the sh- of shrimp, uh, one of the species' favorite tasty snacks. So look, took a lot of coaxing of the cuttlefish to make them wear their glasses. Said Wardle, they want to play with it. But when they behaved, something magical happened. Wait, wait, coaxing, gluing something to someone's face isn't coaxing. No, that's, that's just, coercion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when the little critters behaved, something magical happened. The cuttlefish extended their, ten- uh, their tentacles, excuse me, and attacked the on-screen shrimp the same way they would if they saw their prey in the wild. To execute the study, the team from the University of Minnesota took a trip over the summer to the Marine Biology Lab in Woods Hole, Massachusetts. There they tested how 11 different European cuttlefish or sepia officinalis responded to the films while in the tank. Great. We're going to lose this when we leave the EU as well. Yeah. We're going to use all these cool European... 
I like my cuttlefish British. <laughs> British cuttlefish for British people. Without shades. <laughs> you don't need it. Just If there's any sun, you look at it and you'd be happy. <laughs> uh, so why European cuttlefish? So, I don't know. Cuttlefish have camera-type eyes, which have a cornea, lens, That's iris, and retina. That's not a science term. <laughs> yep. Camera-type eyes. Camera-type. We've got camera-type eyes. They have the ability right? to use stereopsis, which means they can discern distances because their brains can interpret the differences between the signals coming from both eyes. Which, by the way, that's the principle that all 3D films pretty much use, is that the left and the right eye see slightly different angles of the same thing, and the angle is more pronounced the closer to to the the person it is. Oh. So, like, something that's nearer has a bigger difference from left to right. Something that's really far away has a smaller difference between the left and the right Mm. eye. Okay. I'm glad you explained that, because... That's also, by the way, how they measure how far away stars are a lot of the time. As in, like, celebrities? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's difficult with celebrities because they're so symmetrical. (laughs) Their left and right are almost identical. Yeah. That is on the science of beauty, isn't it? There is a... Is there a ratio? There's a ratio, apparently. It's a theory. I don't know how well tested it is. But there are also tons of counterexamples. You you can, like, render a face that's perfectly symmetrical and horrifying. (laughs) You you can show... Yeah. yeah. They've done that where they, like, sort of mirror, go, like, this is Julia Roberts' left face twice, and this is her right face twice, and both of them look super fucking weird. (laughs) When the researchers ran the experiment with the cuttlefish wearing the glasses, they noticed that the fish would adjust their position relative to the screen. Cuttlefish can do depth perception better than we can, says Warden. Well, let's not go there yet. Let's try you with the shrimp right now. Okay. Let's put you in the tank, Andy. The researchers successfully demonstrated that, like humans, cuttlefish brains can compute distance using incoming information from both eyes at once. However, they write in the paper, cuttlefish stereopsis is likely afforded by a different algorithm than in humans, and not just a different implementation. We don't know the neural basis. That's not an easy task to do. Can it, did it did it get the opinion from the cuttlefish on Avatar? Yeah, <laughs> we start getting cuttlefish reviews for three D films now. Yeah, it says not here, enough shrimp. It says here it was a game changer. <laughs> uh, the glue used on the cuttlefish only lasted a few days and complied with the institutional recommendations for cephalopods. Cephalopods, of course. Standards for how long you're allowed to glue sunglasses to a cephalopod. Apparently, yeah. a few days at a time. Okay. So, so that goes for octopus as well, then. Sure, and, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. To be to be fair, so, to keep it. I wonder about like animals. The farther apart their eyes are, like I guess, is it that forward-facing eyes are more often predators, and side eyes are no side eyes like a shark is. Is that, is that not? I don't know. Shark have a side eye? Okay. I, I, maybe I'm. I give re- amazing side eye, and I consider <laughs> myself to be quite the predator. predator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, if you have, uh, like, uh, what's the. Um, is it a chameleon that has, like, the independently moving two eyes and the two. Like, I yes. wonder what their actual experience of sight is like. I'm sure what, there's no way we could even conceive of it. Are like, they what? mapping things when they, like, rotate, like. You know, like how. I'm sure I've seen a thing about lizards or chameleons or something about how when they when they're moving their eyes they're like doing a scanning like a ma- yeah like mapping the terrain well the human eye though is as well like you you sort of like looking at this room right now we think that we're getting just one picture like a like a snapshot mm-hmm. but actually the eye the, your eyes are moving around and filling in the gaps because the middle of the image is the clearest 
Right. Right. And whether we're all seeing the same thing or in fact completely different things. I call red. What if it's, you call it red too, but you ever looked at your hands really close? (laughs) We didn't get stoned before this podcast. We're freshmen in college and we just got stoned. Although I have to stop drinking that hard seltzer that you gave me because I've never burped so much in my entire life. (laughs) I have to keep moving the microphone away from my mouth because I am, I'm geishas like Vesuvius, baby. That's why it's called, the the hard just means difficult. It's just a tricksy seltzer. This episode is brought to you by a hard seltzer we will not name because it's too burpee-inducing. Uh, we, we should probably wrap up for the main show, but should we try and yeah. squeeze in a Patreon, uh, one last Patreon story? Do we have time for that? Uh, sure. All right, but we should, we should wrap up for the main show on, yes. that, on that belchy note. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. We we opened with like scatological humor. I, am, I ended it with burping. burping. Well, I pretty. am the one to blame for that. So, and I, <laughs> I'm one of the hosts of the show. So I, I, I take full responsibility. It begins where it ends, or it ends where it begins. There we go. Just like anyway, uh, <laughs> Tiff. Where can our listeners find you and things you've done? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Tiff Stevenson or on Instagram Tiff Stevenson Comic, but I'm not as good as that because I prefer jokes on on Instagram. You can see things I've been in like Game Face on Hulu or Mock the Week if you get reruns of that kind of thing or on the Bugle podcast. Uh, but I'll be touring some shows in America. So but just find the social media and I put all that stuff out there and I do jokes. Do that. Uh, you can find us uh, probablyscience.com Twitter at probablyscience individually at Andy T. Wood at Matt Kirshen also Facebook slash probablyscience mm-hmm. probablyscience gmail.com for any questions comments clarifications stories you'd like us to cover and such like uh, and uh, oh I think if you are anywhere near Vegas when you listen to this show I am at the Rio uh, at the Comedy Cellar at the Rio Hotel is that a all newish this week. club? I forgot. Yeah, it's be, only been around for a year or two. It's oh. the prefix of Rio, her name is. Yes. And the suffix, and she dances on the sand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the full title of it. <laughs> I will be at the Her Name is Rio and She Dances on the Sand <laughs> Hotel and Casino <laughs> in Las Vegas, Nevada. In the in Duran Duran world. <laughs> yeah. At Vegas, yeah. In uh, Viva Las Vegas to give it its full yes, title. Sure. <laughs> Excellent. Nevada. Da da. <laughs> I don't even get it, but yes. Ah. Uh, well, if anywhere's da da, da da, it's Nevada. But yeah, you can find me there. We uh, Patreon people, you will get one bonus story that I have not yet decided on what it is, but there will be that. Uh, you can also donate at probablyscience.com. That's where the Patreon and donation mm-hmm. buttons are. Thank you very much, all of our kind patrons and donors, and yes. we will thank you on the next step. Yes, thank you so much. And uh, Tiff and. Also, occasional fiance inputs. Thank you very much, <laughs> all of you. First for dual fiance episode. I love it. Dueling fiancés. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they basically they came with facts. They did. They came packed with facts, and I like that. Bringing fact checkers. I don't like one of these fucking non-factual fiancés <laughs> sitting there with just opinion, waiting to get married. <laughs> We will come back in a moment with a bonus episode. It's all fictional fiancés. <laughs> Purely nonsense <laughs> attribution from fiancés. Tiff, thanks a lot. Listeners, thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye.